0: Dan O'Donnell, and you're listening to The Difference, a podcast that sits at the intersection of politics and economics. As you might have imagined, I'm the political guy. The economics guy is Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Dave, great to be with you again this week we're talking about a stubbornly good economy. And and unless you think I am trying to talk us into a recession, I'm clearly not. I like the idea of the GDP for the fourth quarter of 2023 being at 3.3. I like that. I like the unemployment rate being below 4%. I like that. But- As somebody who doesn't like paying 7.5% for a mortgage, who doesn't like paying record high interest rates, at least a record of the last 30 years or so, especially after we've spent the better part of a decade and a half with 0% interest rates from the Fed, I will say stubbornly
1: good economy. Yeah, that's really good. So 3.3% was the report that just came out. And so that's a positive GDP number. And remember, last quarter, it was 4.9% back-to-back solid quarters. The economy looks like it's still doing well, especially with low unemployment rates. Now you look and say, all right, the Fed has got a problem in front of them. They want to pivot and they want to start lowering interest rates because they went from 0% to 5.5%. Well, the 10-year treasury is way underneath there. So if you're going to look for some equilibrium, they really do want to start to pivot. But when you have positive GDP, the consumer's still spending, unemployment still low, wage inflation still up, it's going to make their job more difficult. And you talk about, for example, interest rates, it's not just mortgage rates, Dan, it puts pressure on all asset classes. For example, uh, real estate, bonds, as interest rates come back down, do you see an opportunity in bonds as interest rates come back down because they move in inverse direction? Stocks, what happens with interest rates go back down? And cash on the sidelines. So many people, Dan, ran and bought CDs or went to money markets because they were north of 5%, something we haven't seen in a long time. So can they pivot? And will they do that before the economy? That's the intersection of economics and politics.
0: Well, and of course, you can't... Uh Divorce the two because we are, of course, in a presidential election year. And since we spoke last, Dave, it's become... Rather obvious, even if it's not to Nikki Haley, that Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is going to be the Republican presidential nominee. He is almost certain to face Joe Biden, although you are still holding out hope that you're going to win this bet, that Biden isn't the nominee. I will still allow for that possibility. But this is going to be the longest general
1: election campaign, I think. Which is true. Absolutely. It's going to be the longest run up. What I'm suggesting is there's two basically octogenarians As we say, it's going to be a long run-up. Does something happen? Or if it looks like it's going to be a slaughter, does he step out? That's what I am saying. I mean, it's obvious that they're the two nominees right now, but that may not be the case in a number of months. That's all I'm saying. I'll gladly pay you the $100 if I'm wrong, <laughs> but that's that's what we're saying. And what, what are the Democrats going to do? And I, my point was last time when it looks like they were going to lose, they said, Bernie, you need to step back out. Joe Biden goes to South Carolina and turns the table. So will that happen again? But let's put that aside because the Fed likely will do something this year before the election it's not an unlikely event that they really get in the middle of this. So if they start to pivot and lower interest rates, that might spur on the economy. And at the same time, we have low unemployment, we, we don't have enough employees, wage inflation is up. And think about inflation. If you just looked at the index, the, C, the CPI index, that where it was in 2020 and where it is today, it's 20% higher. And People forget that when it says inflation rates coming back down, That means the rate of change is slowing. It doesn't mean we're going back to the prices that
0: you had. And in fact, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen was in Milwaukee on Friday, and she talked to the uh, uh, Upfront on Channel 12 and across the country, uh, the Upfront show. And she said, look, when inflation goes down, prices don't. In fact, we don't see a decline in prices possibly Ever Now, some people are saying, well, now you tell me. But those of us who actually follow this stuff will say, yeah, the rate of inflation goes down. Unless
1: it's negative, prices don't go down as well. Right. So it's not deflationary environment or disinflation. It is inflation just slowing it down. Now, we've become accustomed to a slower inflation number, around 2%. And that's really the Fed's target. But this is where it could really become a conversation. And it hasn't got the attention of the folks in Washington, D.C., when you have deficits, and right now we're almost 8% of GDP deficit in this country. That's stunning. So they're spending 8% more. That deficit gets piled on to the debt. The debt continues to go up. That interest rate that we're talking about is the interest rate on the debt. And at some point, here we are, more than a trillion dollars in interest alone. And think about this. I wrote this down the other day. It took 232 years for the U.S. to amass its first trillion in debt. Then nine years for its second $10 trillion in debt, and only five years for the last. And check this out. The last trillion was tacked on in the last four months. Jeez. So So basically in two years, we're going to have another $10 trillion
0: in debt tacked on. I mean. I'm old enough to remember when we were told that a $15 trillion debt was thoroughly unsustainable. Now right. we're double that. Yeah. And with interest rates being as high as they are, I mean, the payments – granted, the United States is still able to make the payments. But at what point in the future and, – and I remember we were talking about this for some time on this podcast – that at some point there is going to be a massive increase – in the
1: amount of, of rent that essentially comes due, mm-hmm. isn't there? Yeah, right. And so that's really what's going to happen is there's these groups called the bond vigilantes. Will they say, hold on a second, the U.S. government is going to have to pay higher interest rates because their debt is less secure? That is going to be the reckoning. And then we're going to look at what it does to the U.S. dollars. A lot of countries around the world are pegged to the U.S. dollar. So if you look at that and say, all right, the dollar is going to be under pressure, the treasury rates, interest rates are going to be higher, that will have a dramatic effect. And of course, the politicians continue to spend. And let's talk about the demographics. It hurts the lower 50 percent of income earners in this country far more than those above the 50 percent line because of higher inflation and higher interest rates let's switch gears a little bit
0: because one of the big stories even amid the 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 magnificent seven stocks basically buoying the stock market taking it to unprecedented heights tesla and I, I saw this morning, we're recording this uh, at about 11 o'clock on Monday morning. This is January 29th. I, I saw a rally from Tesla, but this stock just keeps getting hammered. Mm-hmm. And for, what, five years now, this was sort of the fair-haired child of, the, of investors. What's going on? Do you think it's the idea that maybe the market for – electric cars was overstated because a number of other cars, Toyota is famously sort of held fast to this idea yep. no we don't see electric as the immediate future and we're getting some of the sales numbers from electrics tesla has sort of defied that but you know the fords the gms are volkswagen. seeing volkswagen yeah volkswagen seeing just no market yep. for their electric cars what do you think's going on with Tesla? well
1: yeah i think that's exactly right i think the green energy has been overplayed years ago i had on a chief executive in the utility business and said it's not one decision it's 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 not a binary decision, Dan. There are lots of pieces that go into solving the energy problem. And it's coal, it's electricity, it's fusion, and it's all of these are going to be part of it. You're not just going to wake up one day and everyone's going to be walking around with battery operated cars. And it still is not taking because of the batteries, because of the ability to charge so all of that goes, it might be overplayed. And so Tesla is under pressure right now because of the batteries that they use, because of their earnings report and their lack of guidance. But interesting enough, politically, Elon Musk is under pressure. They had yeah. the event in Davos, uh, Switzerland, and he was uninvited. So that I think that tells you a lot. about. And the whole thing was about green energy and AI. And Elon Musk, of all people, was uninvited. I wonder how much that has to do
0: with the fact that he purchased Twitter and has basically been antagonizing the political left and the mainstream media well, no ever doubt. since.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. If,
0: you, if you go into – he <laughs> refers to himself rather hilariously on Twitter, which he renamed X, as the chief troll officer. <laughs> and I was actually just uh, totally unrelated. I was uh, looking at uh, doing research on Twitter. On Something else, and I happened upon Elon's account because he had responded to a tweet that I was sort of taking notes on as, mm-hmm. as some statistics that were presented. Now, I went on Elon's Twitter account or his X account, and he has transformed from a pretty mainstream Democrat to, I would argue, a fairly conservative Republican, and he is he is waging a a one-man campaign it seems against woke liberal ideology Mm -hmm. one wonders if that has something to do with the disinvite from davos i think for sure but here's the deeper here's the deeper thing who buys electric cars who is buying tesla for whom was a tesla a massive status symbol forever (laughs) last year for spring break I was in California. We took a a road trip down from San Francisco all the way down to San Diego, down the Pacific Coast Highway. Beautiful, Mm -hmm. by the way. If you ever get a chance to do so, do it. I won't even tell you how much we paid for in gas and restaurants and hotels, but nonetheless, wonderful. I swear, every fifth or sixth car out there was a Tesla. Well, if you spend all your time— ripping on the people who are buying Teslas and their ideology and what we do know about the American left is that they're really really good at putting pressure on companies especially publicly traded ones Mm -hmm. and they're not going to buy or support anything that is uh, run by or manufactured by someone who's even remotely right of center. Could this be yeah. Could this be a longer term problem for Musk and Tesla?
1: It really could. And it's, there's perception is a big part of that. If you want to see him get fiery, you know, he got into a fight, I think it was with Disney. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go and Google it because it is as raw as it gets. You know what I'm talking about, Dan? Uh, no, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, he, was this with the he, uh, the, the GFY comment? about uh, oh
0: yeah 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 i do remember yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly so <laughs> it's, I, I mean you got it you got to give the guy credit he right. is unapologetically himself it just goes to show you when you have speaking of f when you have F U money when you're the richest right. guy in the world well, actually is he still the richest know, guy I in think, the world i think bezos of the, i think
1: bezos
0: passed him bezos off. has yeah. passed him okay yeah so well, whatever when you're when your net worth is in the hundreds of billions of dollars, you can pretty much do and say whatever you want. But well, like However, the, the very
1: first episode of uh, Billions, do you remember? He said, "Why, yeah, why, why, yeah. Sh- why should you have?" F you money if you never tell anyone to f you. <laughs>
0: exactly. That's sort of. That's sort of. That's sort of the point of of getting that rich. But at the same time, uh, you're always beholden to someone. My dad no taught question. me this, and There's he no he ran his he ran his own uh, company for many years. It was a subrogation firm, and he said, Yeah, I'm the boss. But I have my own bosses. They're yeah. called my customers. That's right. And I am forever beholden to them. And it's the, the the same thing here. While I am not my own boss, I do independent contracting, writing, and video work and all sorts of stuff. I am constantly beholden to the companies I contract with and to always. my audience. Always. Right? Yeah, and, and and Musk, I think, would be well served to remember that. While we conservatives, at least speaking for myself, say, oh, yeah, yeah, it's great that he's you know, tweeting about woke culture and stuff like that. Probably not great for Tesla's bottom line, and in the interest of full disclosure, I do own a, a decent amount of Tesla stock. So a big part of me is saying, "Elon, get, shut get, up! Get this your is my extra, retirement here." Right, yeah,
1: right. right. Uh, we need to do a deeper dive on your what you're holding here, fella. So let uh, when we <laughs> next time you come in, we're going to do a little a little deeper yeah, plan. I and I'm sure, I am not sure I'm not sure should. you told me about that, but anyways, listen. Getting financial advice from a fiduciary, from someone who has comprehensive strategies and is always talking about education and empowerment, if that's something that you want, go to AnnexWealth.com and hit that Get Started button. Yeah, it's, it's a way for you to understand what
0: you own, Tesla, in my case, Apple, why you own it, whether you're willing to weather the storm of the CEO talking about woke culture. <laughs> which I am. We're nowhere near a 52-week low for Tesla. But that's a different discussion for a different episode for Dave Spano. I'm Dan O'Donnell saying thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Difference.
1: Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of this podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be considered as tax, legal, or investment advice, or recommendation, or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation investments involve risks neither annex wealth management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast